0: Welcome to Stories from the Center of the Universe, the podcast about the human experience.
1: Ken Oxendine, welcome to Stories from the Center of the Universe. Appreciate you uh, joining me Thursday night and uh, not near where you live. Oh, yeah. You came all the <laughs> way the other side of town. I really appreciate
0: it. Hey, well, uh, it's, it's, it's um, I always like the opportunity to just to talk about different subjects, uh, things that I love, things that I like, and then just also just be able just to, to be welcomed. You know, a lot of people they what they what they fail to really understand is that you always want to be remembered. Mm. And 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 uh, as when you're in the mix, especially being especially being a former, you know, uh, college um, great athlete and and being and getting an opportunity to go to the NFL, you know. A lot of people don't want to be that hero, you know. They want to. I just want to be me. But then, when you don't have that, then you know it's those little key pieces that you miss, yeah. and you like and you love to be remembered because there's so much information that you've accumulated over those um, those ups and downs in your life that you can really give back and help and, and and do those things that really can impact other people.
1: All right, right. We're gonna we're gonna get there to you impacting other people, but we're gonna start with it. A- uh, your childhood. Yeah, I, I imagine you were impacting other people, but you weren't very intentional about it back then, because mm-hmm. uh, kids typically aren't. Yeah, uh, what was your childhood like? It was crazy,
0: you know. Uh, I and this is what is so you know surreal about you know where I my I have very humble beginnings. Uh, I grew up um, um, in um, rural Chester, Virginia, and the home that I grew up in it was a family home, but we didn't have indoor plumbing. Mm so you know this we're uh, the house we it was a hundred year old home and so and it was a family home and um and so my grandmother grew up uh, with my grandmother and she uh, lived on the bottom floor her other brother lived on the middle floor and then her other brother lived on the top floor when you say family it's three stories yeah and they they called it the big house and this is so crazy like i we were 10 yards if from the railroad tracks 10 yards yes
1: that's way too close yeah.
0: <laughs> so the the home it actually used to be uh I think it was it was some type of Depot okay. at some point it it, it had a um uh, a uh, back porch at one point that they tore down that actually went out and there was a stop right there <laughs> that's crazy yeah. so you know so grew up that way um you know mom mom um, um from childhood um, I I was actually a preemie. Okay. Um, and so I was, I was small, you know, didn't have, you know, had tubes in my, in me running through me, all that good stuff. So I was four and a half pounds.
1: Oh my goodness! Yeah.
0: And you, you yeah. ended up playing running yeah. back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so she ended up um, in, in, you know, in, but from when I first knew and from the beginning you know she had been sick from every time that i knew but that was sort of the start of her uh or the continuation it was like i'm a spike where she was at and so you know me being small and her being sick you know um it was it was just, it was just a norm for me and then i got my adenoids noise and tonsils out mm. <laughs> and then i just grew like a weed yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know it um and I grew up on um, with a large family. I'm actually the crazy thing is that I'm, I'm oxidized and I'm also a Waller. So my dad was a Waller, right? And um, I'm one of 42 first cousins.
1: Oh my gosh! Yes. I, just for <laughs> reference, I have four. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. So
0: you know when, and, and that was really you know um, very key as, as we get through this conversation of me being back here now. Right. Uh, but you know being 1 of 42 it really helped but all of our you know um all i would say probably in which i found out now since moving we back is my grandmother's um um brothers were basically um they were they were all masons mm. and had a, they were basically had a, they were bricklayers right and so all of the brick homes that are in Ch- chester uh and um John Tyler, they built.
1: Oh wow, that's cool! I
0: never knew that until I came back. I was talking with my dad, and um, and he said, "Yeah, all these things." So it's crazy when you look at, you know, how things were, and but they didn't. It didn't get passed down to the grandkids, Mm. and so their sons knew it, but then the grandkids or their son's sons didn't know it. Yeah. So it was one of those things where I would love to have learned that skill set. And it's one, there's one individual who's in our family that's left, me. he's a master mason. So a lot of times, um, many people who are bricklaying, they'll go to him to ask right. questions. And so uh, I spoke with him a couple of weeks ago about some of the projects that I'm doing on the property uh, where we live at. But, um, you know, continue to grow and, well, um, how many
1: How many? Kids, how many people lived in the, in the house, the big house? There was the big house. Oh, man. that's uh, When you were like five years yeah, old, how many people yeah. were there?
0: Well, shoot, it, was, it continued all the way because, you know, just like now, uh, kids came back. Right, 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 <laughs> so right. We ended up, and that was, that was the, the, and when you think about individuals who have hard times growing up, um, and back then, it wasn't, I didn't see it as hard times, but when you look at really the scheme and scale of things, of what, because... A lot of the men they were functional alcoholics, mm. and but then everybody smoked. Yeah, <laughs> so nobody it, even thought. Yeah, about it. yeah. Back then, you know, everybody was smoking cigarettes. So like we was just, like, ah, you know, all the time, yeah. just in the car, windows one up. That's what people did you back
1: know? then. Yeah. yo
0: know? So um, it was five of us. It was um, five of us in on the bottom floor, and there was uh, give or take in the middle floor where my uncle Junior was. It was between. Between five and eight, hmm. individuals on the middle on that, point. and then in the top floor, there was in, in any given time there was about five to six, you know. So fifteen
1: and, to twenty people, yeah. in and the house. then
0: you know, like as uh, when over the summer, a lot of the grandkids would come. Hmm. So then you would double that number at times too. And how many bedrooms are in the um, house? There's this was this so crazy i I see it every time when you go. I would go into my room, and it was our. Uh, and it was crazy. It was like our kitchen, and then to the right was the living room. And then there was two bedrooms in the back. Right. Uh, my grandmother lived in the back left room. Stayed in the back left room. And then my mom and myself, and my brother, stayed in the uh, in the other room. And there was a wood stove in the in the main room and the kitchen when came in. And then the back room where we were, there was an oil burner stove. Mm. And then in the top, there was each one was a two bedroom. And so, and then the summer. So, six
1: bedrooms in the whole ha- yes.
0: whole place. Yep. Wow. So, you know, it was a lot of people, at times, a lot of room. And then on Sundays. Because my grandmother was, we would have, you know, your, your typical, you look at the TV, you know, when you're talking about Sunday dinner, sure. we would have that Sunday dinner. And, and I'll take it, we're on two acres of land. right? So give or take. And so on Sundays, all the kids were playing high and go seek, we playing kickball, we playing, you know, just everything, climbing, doing everything in that area and, you know, just having a good old time. And we, and I never knew a difference of, you know, not, because it was so crazy all the way up until I graduated high school, I lived in that house. Mm. And my uh, my senior year, going to my um, spring of my senior year, we ended up building a home on the land, you know, and so that was when we didn't have, when we ended up um, having plumbing for the first time.
1: You were a senior in high school when you had plumbing for the first time? Yep. So when you say, and most people don't understand what you mean when yeah. you said you grew up without plumbing, there was no septic system. Yep and there were no there was no shower there was no sink yep. Yep. running water and, yep so what we did is that we had a well
0: and we had uh because underneath our property were there's there's streams right and so we had a well in the ground spot I don't know how deep it was, it was probably about 40 feet into the ground and so what we would end up doing would we would boil the water heat it up and that's how we take a, a bath in a um
1: and then like a chamber thing. And you didn't have central air either. Nope. There's no way you did. So winter, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Winter personal hygiene had to be yeah. tough. So we and that's,
0: and I guess that's one of the things that ended up. And but we we I guess by the grace of God, my mom, my mom was always making sure that we cleaned ourselves well. You know, you, you think about the, the big 10 Tubs. When I was little, right. I took a, a bath in those big tin tubs up until I couldn't fit in anymore. Right, And so we were always doing things to make sure, and she always made sure that we were clean and her, her and, my, and my grandmother always made sure that we smelled right and we did these things and that we, that we washed up well. So that, but it was very different. You know, and in times when I went over my cousin's house something, and they did have those um, different uh, amenities, you know, yeah. I was, you know, I was grateful for it. And uh, but
1: you don't take much for granted, I imagine no,
0: at all. And yeah. so and that's where a lot of times when people said things are, you know, my, my life growing up has always been you no know, different. You know uh and I've always looked at things different as well and understood the value of everything that I, that I do and that that understanding you know that you know the the work that you put into some is needed right to get to where you're trying to go but in the same breath I don't you know things don't really matter to me because I know where I've been right and so I, I like to be comfortable and I want the people around me to be comfortable, but I know I know I know I don't want to go where I was before. Right. So you know, it's it's, it's it's it was a you know it's humbling, and but I can relate to so many people on so many levels. Right. And so because and when I was young, my father wasn't in the picture. Um. And later on, I found out why. You know, the, one of the things my, my 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 grandmother didn't necessarily get along with my father, so mm. it was a. There was some friction there and, you know, just other things that, that went through life that, that that didn't allow those things. But also the idea of what he didn't want from me and my brother as well. So he didn't uh, in which I found he didn't want us to grow up in the city. So, you know, that was one of the reasons why him and he sort of kept that distance uh, from um, um, from my mom. And so uh in, in those times and us. But he, he was always present. Uh, and um to a degree, and different things. He had some you know, influence yeah, on you as a it, child, exactly, and, yeah. and and more now. Like uh, he and he was also just like at that time, he was a functional alcoholic, right? And so, uh, he had stopped drinking when he was. It was crazy because, like, as soon as I got in middle school, that's when he stopped drinking. Hmm. Mom, my grandmother passed in ninth grade uh, in eighth grade, and then him, mm. and my mom got back together. Oh wow! So it was it was crazy when it worked, but he was you know he was he was a he owned his own his own business um as a teenager oh he's and, an entrepreneur yeah. as a teenager and so he had you know he you know this he had a little um shop where you know back in the day where you know he uh they i think they sold food they gambled you know um uh, you know everything yeah. you think about from a, a small a teenager running you know a business yeah at a, and then he realized that it was too much money moving around and then he was like he closed up shop, and so he didn't want to get robbed right. or worse. Right. And so, um, but then he ended up, you know, he was always had his hand in, and it, it was crazy as I look at myself. And then listen, to him, he always was in leadership, in leadership roles. Mm. And everything. then he's a, he ended up getting to uh, the welding trade, and he were I don't know the name of the company, but I know all of the trash trucks. He was they the company that he worked for in Richmond welded those trucks. Oh, okay. together. Yeah, so. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So, you know, it's crazy when you start, you know, reconnecting, you know, with. And that was one thing that I always try to get people to do is talk to your grandparents. Yeah, because once they're gone, then all that history is gone, gone. And so and they just have so much. And so right now trying to, you know, piece together some of those pieces, because on the Oxendine side, we don't know. I know that my grandmother grew up on the reservation. And oh, really? Yeah, she was she was full blood. Um, my great grandmother, okay, was um, full blood Cherokee Indian. Oh, wow! And so you know, um, I, I met a couple Joe Oxendine, who he was a um, chancellor for UNC Pembroke. Met him, yeah. uh, I think back when I was getting my masters, and um, you know, and but going down to the powwow, you know, in North Carolina to see that side of the family the, 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 to connect yeah. with the Lumbee. It's so crazy. It's a, the it's a Lumbee uh and the Cherokee. They had to they had to join those two um nations to be considered, you know, a a, a, a tribe, right? And so but it's the Oxidines the Locklears, and it's another name that I'm forgetting that
1: so is Oxendine Native American? Yeah. Oh, I had no
0: idea. Yeah, I know it's crazy. Yeah, like, and so and it's two things because I've because I've researched it because one, and I've I've never I've never done the whole genealogy thing with uh, the ancestry tree, but what I have found there is one Oxendine that goes back to Irish descent, mm. and it's like it has a crest, and then there's another. One that I found like goes back to you know the Indian tribes. Right. So I'm um, just trying to figure those pieces out, but um, that's on my uh, my great grandfather's um, side. My my grandmother's from here, and she was a brand. And this is what this is very crazy. With her, her father uh, married, had five children with his first wife. She dies. Mayors again. and Then he has ch- 10 children. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So 15, you know, and that's where, you know, a lot of times, like <clears throat> if you're if you're a person of color in Chester, you know, you're <laughs> you're more likely related. You know right, right. 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 So but because it's such a huge, you know, group everyone's in that area. So um, but <clears throat> growing up, you know, that was, you know, this family was huge. Right. You know, and uh, and unfortunately, as the matriarchs pass away. You know, you see everyone starts to move away from each other because there's no glue holding anything together anymore. So and that's that's really where we are now and trying to and now you're just so busy also. And so trying to get, you know, trying to do things uh, since I've been back um, to really try to, you know, reconnect a lot of the, the so the. So now the, the cousins can know each other. Right. And so, and that's where... Because
1: um, that, you grew up knowing them really well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, and that's the... Now all of, our, all of my cousins are starting to have kids. Right. So, um, so, you know, that's been the biggest thing for me, you know, coming back here to, you know, to the Chester and the Richmond metropolitan area is really trying to, you know, connect.
1: Is the big house still there?
0: Big house is not there anymore. Not there anymore, <laughs> yeah. and so and and, and I, actually, I cried when I came back. And my my brother had torn it down. And it was. You know it was past for even probably when we were living it was probably with the plans of repair on some of the things and so um you know it, it was it was just a you know and everyone still called there you know are you down in the big house I'm like, yeah i'm down in the big house So yeah you know, so that and now the things that we're doing on the property is going to now push it back to where it is right and so we're trying to do a couple of things i'm trying to hope you know in the next in which i will in the next probably six months uh really changed changed the landscape of that property. So um
1: it's your home, it's where you grew yeah, up. You know,
0: and and that's what's that's it the fascinating thing is that my kids are playing on the land that that's I really played cool. on it. So that's really cool. Yeah. So and that's that that's you know the thing that's really this you know gut wrenching great yeah that they're able to do those things. And uh and I get the this the the really, you know and my, and my
1: dad being able to be a part of that as well. So, yeah. So, All right. You obviously played football. We'll, we'll talk a lot about football. Did you play other sports growing up? I
0: did. You know, and that's, we were, sports, you know, family and sports were key in our family. Uh, I was a big baseball guy. Like, I honestly thought I was going to, I wanted to go play baseball in college. And mm-hmm. I wanted to go to Florida State and play baseball. Why Florida State? <laughs> because... At that time, Florida State has always been a strong baseball program, right? And I was like, man, I want to. That's why I want to go and play baseball because that's all you you hurt, you know. That's one of the key things that and and you know because um, it was they just had a, a huge, you know, just I guess this aura of you know in the baseball world. They were
1: top yeah. five programs. yeah. And know. so,
0: uh, and I wasn't even thinking about football, you know. What uh, age are we talking about? Uh, shoot, since I middle school. Okay. Yep. And but um, I played, um, you know, we were like like I said, like we were really like we would play volleyball. And this is growing up, we play uh, volleyball, you know, obviously kickball, we play stickball, we play football, tennis, um, and basketball. Um, and then as I continued to grow in um, sport, I, I, I found myself liking different things. And so my main sports was track and field. And actually, I started track and field because um Bob Gully who was eventually my uh, middle school and high school uh indoor coach um he coached my brother and then he got all of us involved in Junior Olympics Yo, mm. so uh, just like my daughter um I ended up you know I, I think I was see the five or six when I ran in my first
1: track game. oh good grief yeah wow.
0: so uh, and it was at uh it was over at Huguenot I think it was Hugo. Hugo had had just started had just built that new polyurethane mm-hmm. uh, track, yep. and so and they had one of the junior, junior um track meets there. So went there, and I remember um, one of the guys that I was it was David Wingo. He was one of my neighbors up the street, and I was dying. Ran the four hundred, and I was like, <laughs> and it was <laughs> awful. Like I was like, oh my god,
1: it's really far when you're young. <laughs> yes, yeah.
0: and so and that's why I'm at awe when I see my daughter uh, when she running. So it's like, man, I couldn't do that. But she's, you know, she's she's special and like. Uh, but this the sports that uh, I ended up this morphing into is and in, and that's what's so crazy between fourth. In really sixth grade, I was kind of I was a chunky dude, mm. you know. In low league, I played uh, offensive lines, played center, I played every position on the front line. <laughs> and at that time, you know, they didn't have teams I didn't go to where you couldn't be. Uh, like now they have teams you can be a certain weight and still run the ball. Right. right and right. so uh, I was always a striper. <laughs> he put that striper. And he said, no, you can't run the ball. You're too. You can, you're too fat. <laughs> and, and I. And the thing is, I was a chubby kid. You know, it's it's crazy. As small as I started off, from really third to sixth grade, I was you know I was a thicker kid. Um, a lot of, had a lot of baby weight, <laughs> and so uh, but. I said it was kind of, kind of pretty athletic, and uh, one year I made weight, mm. and I was like, yes, and like the coach never got me, let me run the ball, run the ball like three times that season.
1: When, so when you say make weight, you had to be below a certain weight so you wouldn't crush much smaller yeah. kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't a speed thing. It was a <laughs> yeah.
0: It was more. It was more or less like, you know, exactly, and that's where you see like now you see these some programs you got a kid that's a athlete that's you know he's I remember. Couple years ago, because I I did um, football university, I co- coached that, with that group, and there was a kid that was a seventh grader. Either he was a sixth or a seventh grader, and he was 6'1", 215 pounds. That's a man size. Yes, and and I was like, and he was fast. He wasn't a slow kid. Mm. So, um, and I was like. Okay, he was a number one runner. I'm, I'm, I'm really curious where. And he'd be probably a junior senior now. And he's, yeah. he's, out, is he out of Virginia? I think he's out of Northern Virginia, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. And I need to find out where he's at. But you know, yeah, you're when you're that big,
1: yeah, you're gonna. there's no one's gonna be attacking you? You need to be playing varsity, yes. probably.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah. Even yeah.
1: though you're only in sixth or seventh grade, mm-hmm. you probably need to be playing varsity. Yeah. Yeah. The kids your own size. Yeah, that's like Andy Reid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know what that that was. That was a punt, pass, kick. Play. It was punt, pass, and kick, uh-huh. but it was the age... It... He was part of the oldest age group, oh, okay. and he was at the very end of the oldest age group, <laughs> yeah. and it was the youngest age group right behind him. That's okay. what that was. So, <laughs> I never I never
0: really – I didn't no, figure okay. it out until a few months ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah I was like, yeah, <laughs> It's a big kid. He's, he's, well, he's still a really big yes, kid. Yes, <laughs> yeah. All
1: right, let's go back to baseball real quickly. Okay. So did you pitch? Did you play outfield? I,
0: I, this, is, this is the craziest thing because if I would have stuck to being catcher, I probably would have made it. Okay. You know, and like what and, and this is what ended up happening. My um one of my cousins, um, he said, Man, don't you get hot back there? Man, when you get older this will get the super high and you know, all that equipment and then I stopped doing it. <laughs> N-
1: knees is
0: a problem. Yeah. 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 And so, um but I, I pitched, I played first and I played outfield, uh, and so I played all the positions. It was so crazy is my brother, he was like a phen- phenom. Is he uh, older? Yeah, 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 he's my older brother, and he was just, you know, he was amazing. But all of our um, older cousins, my mom's cousins, um, they played in the Negro um, Leagues, Mm, and they played on a high level. And so, and one of, and and I I knew how to throw uh, every every different type of pitch, like, uh, and because uh, one of my cousins, he was a really good pitcher, and so. I could throw a curveball and not wrench my wrist. Mm. So he told me to throw it and I could and he showed me how to throw the knuckleball too. So it's a knuckle what it was. Uh you throw it the same way you, you throw a football.
1: Huh. And it's crazy mm. because it yeah. It, it rolls off your yeah. fingers, yeah.
0: And um so because you hold it here and you just whip it and and this is basically it's a sinker. Okay. But you can also throw a sliding sinker too, if you throw it from the side. So at right at the point before he gets to the um to the to the batter, it just breaks like nobody's
1: business. I I, I played through high school. I never knew how to throw that pitch. <laughs> so, no, nobody taught me that. I had to do the the wrist thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, so those are things that, you know,
0: but it was one of those also one of those other sports that, you know, as we grew as we grew up as youngins, you know, you just you did it for those seasons. So the off season, you know, if I was if I would have been able to Get in the batting cage more and do those things. I i probably been a better you know um, a better baseball player.
1: What did you like about baseball?
0: Oh, um, it's just one of those things. And the thing is, it's crazy because it's not for everybody. Mm. You know, some people I was oh it's too slow. But you know, it's you know I don't I, I like watching college baseball and I like to watch like right now right. in the pros because that's when it gets exciting. Uh, and uh, but what I like the most is just. it 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 it, it's it's a it's a singular sport but it takes everybody to win it's so different from you know every other sport you know um and um you're just able to just you know this really being your own self because every time you're out there you know you're is you and whatever happens Right, if the ball comes to you, and that's what a lot of people don't understand. Like <laughs> with baseball players, the reason why they get hurt because you're waiting for something to happen, right? And then you got you got to go zero to hundred right now, and that's right. why you see all these guys get hurt because they're failing to realize that I got to make sure I want. It seemed like they had, had more bikes in the dugout. To keep, you know, you, you warmed yeah, up right. because, you know, you cool down, especially around those, the off season, the you know, the outside of the major part of the season. Right. You know, you April and May when, you know, spring ball, it's cold. And, you know, unless you're going down south somewhere. Right. And then when you get to the pennant, you know, you're, it's cold. It's <laughs> cold
1: again. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, it would seem like you, and I don't, they, you, you don't see it. And that's why I think a lot of baseball players is as long as they can end up playing the sport, you see them having different type of injuries because of those. Like, a, you know, Ken Griffin, he stayed hurt all the time. right? Yeah. And so and it was like hamstrings and those type of things. It wasn't like arm, shoulder, wrist, or any of those things. It was your ligaments on your legs.
1: And people didn't know how to take care of their bodies the way yeah. they do now. Yes. Yeah, so no, definitely. No doubt. So when you were in high school, were you, you were playing football, and I imagine you were doing track. Were you also playing baseball? I
0: did. And this is a crazy. I did
1: um, – and I, I still don't know, and i got to ask Coach Goss
0: this. Um, and he was our defensive coordinator. Coach Goss was the head varsity coach uh, for basketball. So I end up um, – uh, and this is crazy how just my whole career in high school happens. You know, um, I come out of middle school, when I was like – I did – and track and field, I did shot, the disc, long jump, the triple jump, the hurdles, uh, and the two hundred.
1: Oh, you were doing everything. Yeah. So I did. You were I, doing everything I, but pole vault. It
0: yeah, sounds like. And actually, in high school, I did pole vault. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but um, I ended up, I did everything, and I won. You know, my my eighth grade year, we was at the cha- uh, track ch- championship, and. Um, uh, oh man I can see his face Andre Thornton uh, me and him had to went through the whole thing and it was us and whoever Monikin's feeder is I think it was Fallen Creek yeah it was Fallen Creek and he he ran for Fallen Creek and we ended up um, having to battle out in the hot jump mm. and so the last jump I think it was 5 it was 5.11
1: which is really high for middle school yeah, yeah. yeah. so
0: ended up uh, um, doing that, when it, but you know, one pretty much either came in first or second in pretty much. Uh, I think we had two thirds in every event.
1: You were basically doing the decathlon yeah. without calling it the <laughs> yeah, decathlon.
0: Yeah. So I get to high school, and and I ended up uh, and at this time, this is what's so crazy. I'm six foot, one hundred and eighty five pounds going into high school. Going into high school,
1: that's I, I weighed one eighty five mm-hmm. by my junior year. <laughs> Yeah, so I was a
0: dude. <laughs> yeah, you
1: were you were man amongst boys. Yeah. And so um end up
0: um going into freshman freshman year and uh coach Williams the late great uh coach uh, from Thomasdale passed away. I think it was it was 12 years ago. Uh, 10 yeah, 11 or 10 years ago. Yeah. But, you know, he was like hey, I want you to play varsity. As a freshman. Uh, yeah. And so I was like, "All right, we'll see, you know, but I would like I had a group of buddies that you know I, I liked, and we were a great group of, of guys. And so, go up, we were scrimmage to Highland Springs. I do well, and then I said, "No, nah, I'd rather stay down." And not knowing, you know, I may have been an a impact that helped change the course. They went six and four that year, um, but uh, we went ten and zero as a you know as a
1: freshman. Because you were a man playing with boys, <laughs> and, and so
0: you were, you I, were playing I, running back then. No, I wasn't. Oh, you still you yeah, weren't there yet? I, I was playing linebacker. Okay. And so, and I got the, and it was crazy. I got the, I got to run the ball every now and then and, you know, would do well and, you know, from time to time get the ball. Then they'd give it to some of the guys who had already been there, the 10th graders. And so then uh, sophomore year, come and also freshman year ends up happening. Now uh, the winter comes. So we're trying out for basketball. So i like, all right, you know, I'm playing. And so I know I'm much, I'm, Think thing about it, everyone else has shot past me now. Right. State six foot now. A lot of my buddies 6'3", six two, six three, six four. That's how we think. But I'm still a better athlete. I know I can out jump them quicker, all that stuff. And you got muscles where they yeah, don't have muscles. Exactly. Yeah. So and come out and I get cut. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they cut me, and so I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I'm, you know, we we're playing. You know, summer ball, and I'm you know schooling them, doing everything else on in the sun, and you know just playing well. You know, I know that I could play well enough at least be a charge Charles Barkley, right? <laughs> and so, right. Um, so get cut, and so I end up um, I ran indoor track, mm. so runs indoor track, and then um,
1: where do you run indoor track at Thomas Dale?
0: Well, we, we
1: practice outside. Oh so, no, no. Yeah. but you actually have the meets in, yes. and indoor tracks. so
0: Arthur okay. Ash, most of our track was Arthur Ashe okay. Heritage, Heritage out west, and then a Fork Union. Okay. So those were where you went. You had to travel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it wasn't like you know uh, you was just right there. It
1: was like all right, let's go. Well, so you're you're practicing in thirty four yes. degree weather, and then you're running inside a place at seventy degrees.
0: Exactly, and then yeah. it's not, and you have. It's not like we're like at Virginia Tech, they have these bank curves at all that. It's a flat surface curve. Right. So it's a different type of speed having to run around those corners. Different muscles you're using too. So uh, ended up uh, running indoor track and then um, um, midterms come. And I'm taking Latin and algebra. Uh, I got alpha and algebra. And I have a. This is your freshman, yeah, freshman yeah. year. Yeah, freshman year. C minus in uh, algebra. My mom, don't let me play. Poor all said, "You're not playing if you don't got the grades. You're not playing."
1: Good for mom. Yeah.
0: So poor So middle of track season, I'm done. And so now all I'm doing is working out and training. And you know, I'm going out and just, just going out and out. So when I run, I run against guys that's blowing them out. You know all this stuff, but don't get to play baseball. So I'm like, cause, cause you're great. Yeah, and so, and don't get to you know any of those things. So, oh man, so coming back around now, sophomore year, um, still just playing. Um, um, we're playing varsity now, and so we do well. I'm just playing linebacker. I, I think that year I get like under 40 carries. You know, still not, you know, uh, not as coach. And I was like,
1: why can't I be the running back? You're know. not the guy. Yeah, I'm
0: not the guy, but I'm a starter on defense. I'm like second. Uh, second leading tackle on the team and I actually led the team my sophomore year uh, in interceptions oh, <laughs> So from linebacker position yeah because I played I played that weak side so a lot oh, of yeah, times yeah. slot and I'll be in the position there all up. so um, so did that and I wrestle that winter and okay. I, I wrestle and I do indoor so I do both and mom got your attention on the yes. grade <laughs> yes <Yeah. And> so <laughs> I ain't have no more problems with that uh, with that and so and then uh, and then I'm also playing baseball and running track as Well, so
1: you're basically playing five yeah. sports, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So, and um, and but I'm not, but now look at this after that training that I had to do, all was was training. Now I go from 185, now I'm
1: 205, and you're still just a sophomore, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: 205, 6'1, 205, playing live.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're a man, yeah. So, um, you end up, I end
0: up, um, 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 playing baseball and then running track, but I couldn't. I wasn't running track because I was full time baseball. Right, and then I would just go and when you know, could. Yeah, kind of and so um, the first track meet, you know, uh, the coach was trying to, and actually, Coach Williams was a track coach, and our running backs was also an assistant, and I was trying to do all those things, but everything spread all over the place. And it's a lot more condensed in high school. It's like you're just moving, right? And so, you know, I couldn't do it. So I ended up just doing hundred, and shot and disc and four by one. So a lot of people
1: don't, a lot of sprinters don't end up doing like discus and, and shot, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: Typically, no, unless yeah. you know you're a big dude.
1: <laughs> well, oh, and fast.
0: Yes, and and what's so crazy though? Now you're seeing the difference in, because you typically used to see like all your discus throwers were. Bigger individuals, but now you're seeing, especially on the women's side, you're seeing a more slender, uh, athletic, uh, like almost, um, because actually the girl from the U.S. was a former dancer, mm. and so and it's crazy, um, that you know, you just you've seen the change of the athlete, but I saw it in high school because the kid who uh won states, um, I, I actually went to states three years uh, for shot and deaths. And so, but the kid who won it um, was a smaller dude. And yeah. so, you know, it's just, it's all about just quickness and rotation. But, um, yeah, I ended T-
1: up. Timing's part of it, too. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yep.
0: Yeah. Timing and, and technique and all that stuff and being able to hit all those, you know, and generate enough torque and, you know, all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, But yeah. that was, um, so football, track, wrestle, trying to play basketball, got cut. <laughs> Did you
1: ever try out again for basketball? I didn't. It's it's tough for a teenage kid to overcome that yeah, I for was, that sport. Yeah, yeah, I was like, nope, I ain't gonna do it. Yeah, yeah, I ain't want me. <laughs> so, you, you, yeah, yeah, you, you got your feelings hurt.
0: Yeah, and yeah. I, I was I wasn't like Michael Jordan. I ain't go back out there. <laughs> you may, maybe
1: you could have won six uh, NBA championships. Right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: but yeah, so so sports and, and you know and and something I really liked, but I you know it was always as as tennis. Um, and we, we played tennis rec, uh, from a recreational standpoint, all, you know, two of my, um, uncles, they, they like to play tennis. So, you know, that sort of bled into us and playing it and, you know, I, I'm, and I don't play it as much now. I'm trying to get my girls to learn it. It's a fun sport. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and then when I got to college, you know, we played, um, squash and, um, uh, what's the other one with the blue ball? Racquet Ra- ball. Racquetball. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So I, I even did indoor volleyball. Yeah. On well, a racquetball court. That's a whole lot of fun. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. All right, so when did you know you were going to be playing football in college? Well, let me, let me back up. Two things. One is when, when did you choose football over baseball, and then when did you start getting a ton of attention for playing football from colleges? Um, shoot, I, I ended up
0: my junior year. I I really, because I wasn't getting like I started my sophomore year. I got some accolades as a a football player and started getting some um, some attention with um, letters from some schools and stuff. And in baseball, I wasn't, you know. And so, and really, my junior year, I didn't. uh, I was like, uh, you know, I I, I'm trying to think. I didn't. Actually, I didn't. Did I play? I did. I did play uh, baseball my junior year, but. You know that was um, that was really it for baseball. It was my junior year, and and really football still like I'd gotten. You know, it's so it was it's so different than the way than the way it is now because you weren't getting offers, right? You know, as a sophomore, you know, they uh, got sixth graders getting offers. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. It's, and it's, it's 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 out of control, and so. <laughs> Um, my singing going to my uh junior year, that's when I decided I was like, oh man, you know, that's I'm gonna play this again. Not play, not play travel, baseball, uh, all those things, all star stuff, all that stuff. And but I knew that I wasn't hitting the ball good enough to um to, to play it. And looking back on it, if I would have, you know, the thing is, it's all about just getting those the, that repetition, right? And not from a repetition of playing it all the time, because and that's the, what. I think we're getting wrong now. Is you is a lot of this, especially like baseball, golf, uh, they're one-sided sports. Right. So you're not developing the other side of your body. Mm. And now one of the things that is happening is a lot of these kids are yeah they're getting a lot of these these trainers to help balance them out. Right. But you're seeing teenagers getting Tommy John surgeries. Wow. And so you know those are the things that would parents. Aren't we really looking and 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 this is what I found out and realized just the other day, and there was an epiphany. It's not that the if you follow the money, you find how out why things do what they do,
1: right? So, you always follow follow the money yep.
0: soccer, baseball, basketball, all three of those sports has other and volleyball, they have other. Instead of now, because now this is one thing I told this one kid, you know, um, that now because of the way sports are, you're never going to be a high school hero or a talent hero because you no one's going to know who you are because you're playing for the soccer travel group or the right. baseball travel group that, you know, you're just another number. Right. And this is why college coaches can go to one place and see all the talent. It's
1: showcasing. Yeah. They're showcasing. And yeah.
0: so... Realistically now, what has happened is that colleges are dictating what parents are doing, and also driving the market for these businesses. Yeah, they're businesses. What you see as these as these sports places, right? You know, because shoot, in 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 Georgia, it's crazy. You know, you're um, they do it at the um, at the convention center, mm. and you go there, and it's like.
1: It's a, it's a massive place, oh my right? God. It's
0: yeah. huge. You just think about um, going to a NASCAR arena and putting as many volleyball courts. It's, it's like 200 volleyball courts at once. It's a factory. Yeah, and so now all these college coaches they just go and they just sit. Same thing with soccer. All these tournaments, basketball, AAU, you know. And now football is really doing it now with the um, with with the passing leagues. Mm. So you're seeing it and but football they can't do it because you have offensive linemen and these linemen. When they figure out how they can put bottle up those areas and showcase them, right, that's when you to see the end of um of sports. Mm. And that's the one thing, same thing was happening to baseball right now because of, you know, travel baseball. You know, I was talking to.
1: Um, You're saying in the sports, in the school sports. Yeah, yeah, of, yeah, of, of, of or the, the hometown, the traditional. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Because I was talking to um, the baseball coach over at Thomas Dale, and that's what he was saying is that because of these these kids wanting to be seen, you know, they're in, getting these travel groups and all these other things, and so you know, it's it's now it's taken out of, you know, that, those, those, those areas. Right. So, you know, it's 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 a shame that it is happening and that because, you know, um, you're going to miss out on a lot of talent. Right. You know, one of my buddy Bobby Butler, played at Florida State, first round pick for Atlanta Falcons. You know, he said if he was playing, because he was a good basketball player too, he said if he was playing in this day and age, he probably, he probably wouldn't have gotten to play football mm. because they would have said, hey, you need to, you play know, basketball yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, travel. Yeah, and so, and what a lot of these kids don't understand in these different sports, uh, and really, in some in his parents, it's two parts. At one, some point, you're going to run your kid into the ground. Right. And then they're going to get to the point when they can chew and say, I will not want to do that no more. And I've seen it. Some of the kids that I've coached, sure, you know, they was doing soccer, and then they get the house, so I don't want to do this no more. And so, and they go into, now you've put all that. Energy,
1: time, and time and energy, money, yeah,
0: yep, and so, and that's the one thing with my kids. We're just trying to introduce them to stuff and let them, you know, and see. Let where them go going. where they're yep. gonna go, yeah and, yeah. and that's really what happened to me was, you know, the sports, the, the, the sport picked me. Mm. because where they uh, I, I, and, and I enjoyed wrestling but I stopped wrestling because you know I was wrestling heavy. they didn't have to do 12 <laughs> clients, so I'm freaking I remember it was a Great Bridge I wish I knew the kid's name oh my gosh it was awful and the thing is that I actually I did well um, wrestling right. but what ended up happening was um, I would get to you know to the to the finals or the final whatever and now i'm wrestling this dude that's like
1: six six 260. yeah because it was unlimited back yeah. then yeah yeah <laughs> so and this, he, didn't, he didn't have to cut to make weight. no yeah
0: and then the other bad part was in order for us to wrestle in districts we had to have a wrestle off mm. well there was another heavyweight on my team which was our D tackle uh, and so Hassani, Hassani Carter, Sean Carter, uh, Carter he was, Sean was 6'3", 70, Oh my god! yeah. And Big so, guy. yeah, and so, and I still, I beat him the first time. Because, you know, I just muscle and then it's out quick Then I get up. Right. But they made us wrestle three times in a row. That's a lot. Yeah. And so, and I, I've never had this conversation with with Hassani and I, I need to. <laughs> but we ended up having the rest again. So the second time, he's just leaning on me. Yeah. And so lose it, and then the last time so I'm I'm done. And yeah, you were smoked. Yeah. yeah. And but it, it's crazy. This this sport, pick, and that's the one thing is allow of sport to pick the kid. Right. Uh, because it will. <laughs> it will. And so either by way of, you know getting offers because that's where you're, you're good at. And the thing is, and, and then it comes down to what do you want to do, um, uh, in, um, in life, you know, afterwards, you know, you know, what do you want your career to be? How do you want your, if you're going to play sports in college, you know, understand the time management of those different, different sports. Right. So that's really, uh, my junior year was where, you know, I really made that choice to, um, to not play, um. To, to really focus in on football and moving into that, like going into my junior year, um, I told the coaches, I say, I want to, I want to run the ball. And he said, well, you got to do stuff to help yourself because it was so crazy. is my sophomore year. They brought up two of the, um, the younger guys, um, Mario Thompson and, uh, Andre, it Was Andre's last name. He ended up, Andre ended up leaving, moving to Dinwiddie, um, uh, but pulled them up and wanted them to be, you know, the, to, to, run, to run to be a running back because yeah. we only we only had um, two guys that played both sides of the ball and that was myself and Rob Johnson.
1: Okay,
0: and uh, we ended up um, you know um, that next year, um, my junior year, first game I didn't start, second game I didn't start, third game I didn't start, and then, <coughs> and that's what's so crazy with my my running back career. I like most running backs who go off to college they typically will have like a 1,000 to 2,000 carries. Because they were know. playing since 6th, 7th grade. Yep. Yep. And so so I was actually still learning how to be a running back, even up to uh, being a professional. Mm. So a lot of the little things. And so um, so those are the things that really, and, and, and I'm glad I played running back and had that, but if I had a chance to do it again, I'd play linebacker. Um, I was
1: I was going to ask you which is more fun, yeah, defense or offense? Yeah,
0: defense, I definitely.
1: Um, and as I
0: talk to different, uh, like my nephew, who uh, he actually he plays at New Hampshire and playing football, is uh you know defense. You 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 play within a scheme, and so as long as you do your part, you know everything else works. Right in football and you know, on the offense side, everything got to work together. Right. And so, uh and those that's what was the difference, you know, when I go back and look at my career, you know, in you know, and it's just little tweaks. Like we didn't go into my second year with the Falcons, we didn't there's two people we didn't re sign. We didn't we didn't re sign Robbie Toback and we didn't um and we didn't re sign Tony Martin. Center and a wide receiver to stretch the field. Right. And so both, both really important to yeah. an offense. And then um uh, <laughs> And in high school and in college um we should have let a younger center um play center and then we would have had two veteran guards and two veteran tackles instead we moved uh um a guy and we moved the defensive guy over to the defense over the offense right and so and then <laughs> we uh we had a uh, wire receiver get kicked out uh, andre davis and ricky hall were red Mm-hmm. And so, and which, you know, the other guys, you know, they were, they just, they weren't those those caliber guys. They played well. But in the same breath, it was something that, you know, they they went man to man. Right. And then if if I get the same carries my senior year in college, as I've you know, I I'm over 2,000 yards. I'm yeah. leaving early. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but, you know, those are the things that. You know, you really look at now and that I look at from a perspective, and that's the one thing sometimes hard for me when I'm judging kids. Got judging based off of what I did, right? But I know if if you're playing, if I see that me and you, then I see, I know where you belong, right? And so that's been one of the things where you know uh, uh, I really um, that I, t- I, I took and when I went into coaching all that stuff really took to, to to. You know, really um, to one of my checkoff points. Right.
1: Let's back up. Mm -hmm. So uh, when did Tech take notice of you? Well, what kind of schools were looking at you? Obviously, Tech was looking at you.
0: Well, but this is so crazy with that. I was the, and which I didn't know this until I was drafted, I was the number ninth best uh, college recruit in the country when I came out.
1: Number nine? Yeah. Any Mm -hmm. position? Yep. Oh man. what
0: uh, as, as, as as running back. Okay. As, as running, running back. back. Yeah, yeah. And but I also was I was all I was all state all American both sides. Mm. So um, I had, you know, the Oklahoma. Oh everybody was yeah. looking at you. So you look at the top everybody I could have gone there. And so but I ended up If you up, want to go to Alabama, you're going to Alabama. Yeah. 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 So it, it was it was crazy, you know, at the time. And but I I, I loved the attention, but I also I was humbled by the intention too, Um, because I, you know, it was something that I that I knew that it could change, you know, my life and you know help, you know, just in as I look back on it, sports and uh, and football has really. Allowed me to travel the world and just be parts of things that I would have never imagined when you think about living in a four room in the big house, yes. yes. So, exactly. So, you know, it was it was crazy. Um,
1: did you travel to uh, some of these schools, yeah, to
0: visit? Yep. Uh, and, and this is was a crazy, um, coach, coach, we said, Hey, look, this is what we got to do by October, <laughs> you have to have it down to 20 schools. Uh, That's still a lot, yeah, and so. You, and and I knew at that point I said, I said okay I don't want to go out west, um, and you want to be somewhat close to home. Yeah, and then I traveled up to uh, we drove up to to see the Penn State game. Um, Michigan they played Michigan played uh, um, Penn State, and so uh, it was who was a um, oh, what is his name? Um, both first round. Tyrone Wheatley was Michigan's running back, mm-hmm. and then. The running back that went to Cincinnati was Kajana Carter. Yeah, was at uh, Penn State, and I think Collins. He was a quarterback for right. Penn State. Yep. But um, my best friend was at that same game. Best uh, friend from Thomas Dale. Now from college. Oh, yeah, uh, Derek Smith. Derek. He's from. He actually grew up in the Tyler area. They moved to West Virginia, and then um, uh, we ended up meeting. It was crazy how we met as fr- as seniors and then you know we become friends and you know it's that's a, that's another whole story um uh, that is just amazing but um uh end up you know having to get it down to 10 um by um, November and then by December needed to have it um down to my five teams that I was going to travel to Who were the five uh it was it was UVA Nice. <laughs> uh, and this was crazy. It was UVA. I knew I was going to go. I knew I was uh, – that my intention was going to be at UVA anyway because just growing up being around it. Right. You now, seeing Sean Moore, Terry Kirby.
1: You, you were a UVA fan. <clears throat> yeah.
0: And so seeing that, that loss to Georgia Tech uh, when they was number one. That was my uh, senior year oh, man. at UVA.
1: <laughs>
0: so, yeah, seeing them go to the Peach Bowl. playing the Herman Tennessee, Moore, Sean yeah, Moore. They yep. were number one in the country before yep. that game. Just – oh, man. So <laughs> – um so and then it was um georgia tennessee and virginia tech didn't come in on me until and look this is so crazy because just because and this is it it, it was a godsend we end up um, um that year we were a young team high school wise and so we only had we had six i'm correct we had six seniors that's it yeah wow and so um but Everyone that we had, you know, you know, it was, we was, just, it was, we, we had a, a good nucleus, and the guys that we had at those seniors, it was, it was, mill linebacker, outside linebacker, two D tackles, um, and yeah, it was a, those we were four starters, and then the other two were complementary players, right? Um, and we had Ricky Hall, who was mm-hmm. a junior. That year and we had some other good pieces and but we went we ended up going 10 and 1 regular season, lost to Elsie bird mm. and then um, we beat them in the, the playoff run Now this was so crazy. End up playing, we were support, we were, everything was lining up for us to play Pulaski again mm. and uh, Indian River ended up beating Pulaski. Um, they broke George Webbs, his uh not George Webb, uh the Webb, his name was Webb, but broke his collarbone in that game. Mm-hmm. So he didn't finish the game. And so but they end up winning the game. Uh in the we were playing Annandale. Um and they have this Maurice and they well, they had two middle linebacks, two linebackers. They end up going to Penn State mm-hmm. to play. But um our my uh our quarterback, I guess he had options. option. To be able to uh, either quarterback sneak it or hand it off. Well, it was a basic it was a, it was a fullback trap with me faking off, you know, basically lead blocking off the edge, mm. you know, to or looking like I'm getting the ball to go off the edge to draw the guys open for it. So me and the and my our fullback fall into the end zone, and I'm looking back, oh man, he's in, you know, because I saw uh, and the reason I didn't see the linebackers <laughs> because our quarterback. Quarterback sneaked it. He kept it. Yeah. So, stopped on the one. They end up uh, kicking the field goal winning. And oh. But that's where the irony is. If we win that game, I never visit Virginia Tech. Because you had time the next week to go yep. to Virginia Tech. Yep. And so, Phil Elmation was uh, in, I don't know, I'm, and I guess he had this area, but he was a new defensive coordinator that year for um, uh, Virginia Tech. And he, you know, he was a guy that was recruiting me, you know, and he was like, da 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 and all these, you know, he just. You know, recruiting another, you as a running back or he, as a linebacker? As as both, you know, and so, uh, but Coach Height wanted me to play running back. Uh, and even the first, my first two years, I remember um, uh, Coach Almation and uh, Bud asking, hey, you sure he don't want to come over here and play defense? <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, but nonetheless, uh, I was able to visit, and I probably – if if I wouldn't have if I wouldn't have been able to take it, I probably would end up um, going to end up on the UVA. So what was it about Tech that made you want to go it, there? It's just whenever you go on that campus, it's just it's just something about it that just makes you just love it. And Ooh. I went in the dead of winter. It was they everything's were, gray there. All yeah. the buildings are gray. Yep. Yeah. And dead of winter, uh, we got a little so Kevin. Uh, what's Kevin saying? Kevin uh, Kevin ended up going to. Um, uh, Syracuse. He was my roommate my, um, when um, for a recruiting visit. I can't remember, but he ended up. Uh, he was he wanted because he wanted to play quarterback. Mm. Went to Syracuse. Yeah. Didn't make one. <laughs> <laughs> and so he ended up, but he ended up playing for Cleveland for about five, six years. Mm. Uh, he ended up drafting Cleveland was a good uh, wide receiver up there for Syracuse, but they were. It was cold. It snowed some and they, it was, um, exams. So nothing was really going on. Right. And so, you know, and some of the players, they put some stuff together. And then, and this is so crazy. Um, Hank, Hank Coleman was my host. And so, uh, he ended up, um, uh, I Mac um, uh, Mac Smith was one of the guys that I went to school with. And he was our center and he wrestled at, um, uh, at Virginia Tech. And so, I he dropped me off there and he never came to pick me back up. <laughs> so I'm there. I'm just like, and luckily, doesn't sound like a great trip. No, and, and and but you know, but that's the type of person I am. It doesn't take a whole lot to really, you know, I was with some people I knew, and and then there was several other people that went to the school that I knew as well. So you know, but then it's the ambiance of the campus and everything else, and and really, I I wanted to go somewhere where I could change the program. Mm. You know where I I saw it as a you know that you know because at the time Tennessee they were teetering on being great they had had some good seasons they was in the SEC they won the national championship <laughs> yeah and it was it was actually in ninety nine was it 1991?
1: yeah it was, with um, T Martin
0: yep yeah and so but it was one of the things and they you know and and they were bringing in Peyton and I knew they had, to, had that year they had draft they were bringing in the top two quarterbacks and so all these pieces um, that would have made it great for me to go there and then Georgia you know and this was so crazy with Georgia
1: <laughs>
0: this it was it was me uh, Fred Taylor mm. Fred Beasley Wow those are the only running backs that they were they was they was trying to bring in right and they got none of us. Yeah, and so and you saw it because that's when, um, uh, because Terrell Davis, because Terrell Davis was my host,
1: mm.
0: and uh, number twenty Garrison Hurst, he had just finished, and so but lost both of them. But when you look at the career of of that time with Georgia, um, Robert Edwards, who I'm, I'm friends with, he was he came in as a as a, as a cornerback, mm. and they were. Um, Played at um, Pittsburgh, Heinz uh, War. Oh yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. You no, know, they played him everywhere.
0: Yeah. You know, Mike Bobo was their quarterback, and so they ended up. Um, they were all over the place as a from running back skill set. So, and then they moved Robert Edwards over to running back, and he played. So realistically, if I'd have went to Georgia, I'd have been a dude.
1: Yeah, you would have been a man. Yeah. And yeah.
0: so, um, but uh, I, I chose, and I had both at Tennessee and Georgia. I had a ball you talking about, you know, they rolled out the red carpet, the best of everything, SEC, you know, so it, you know, it was, it was, it was very surreal. Did, t-
1: did tech know how to, like, show a, a senior in high school a good time?
0: <laughs> you know, it's, you know, <laughs> they did their best and, you know, uh, <laughs> but they couldn't compete with what the SEC not, schools were not, doing. Uh-uh. And then same thing with UVA, cause that was crazy. Cause I ended up when I went to UVA, it was it was on the other end, and so it was coming out of um, and the basketball. And the thing is, I knew everyone there. James Feria, um, I knew some of the basketball guys. Uh, Harold Dean was there, yep. and so I had a relationship there. One of the, and this was so crazy. I, I really believe that, you know, and which, you know, one of the things that I would. Found out when I got recruiting, when I was coaching, was coaches do, and they found out that a player has a girlfriend. You know, and especially they play sports, they use that to their right. advantage, sure. They say, and then it falls. You know, it's always it, it's, it's, it's like ninety five percent proven. You get the girl, you get the recruit, sure, <laughs> every so, time. So uh, one of the girls that I, that I, uh, I was smitten for at the time, she ended up she had gotten into Virginia Tech, and then she got into UVA. And so but uh, it was crazy because and, and I remember it like that, like it was like yesterday it's like you because realistically everything was lining up for me, you know, to want to wanna go there. And this is one of the things that, you know, they you they had stopped talking about themselves. And the same because I was already a UVA fan. Right, I was a UVA guy. I would I would consider my you know my best friend's dad grew up going to it. You know we talked about a little bit, Um, but you know and then they um, instead of sticking to their guns, they started the defensive stuff. You know talking about other programs at the time that their 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 academics aren't as strong as ours. And which I already knew. They started
1: smacking uh, talking smack. Yeah. And, so and that I, turned you off a little bit. Yes, it did. Well, cause ah. that's
0: because Maryland, they did as soon as they, because um, one of my um, uncles had told me, if you can't
1: say, and, and, it's, and it's everywhere else, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything else. Right. And so, talk about your program. Stop talking about you relative to other t- yep. schools. Yeah. And so, and that turned me off. And then it was like, I right. imagine you're not the only one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so,
0: you know, and, and, and which I knew some of the ongoings that was going on anyway. Right. You know, I, I you know, and so, um, but you know, I ended up um, choosing tech. Um, did and, Did Frank Beamer come to the big house? Um, no, we were in New House when all this. When oh, all got the, it. Yeah. Okay, got it. Because so, that had just happened. Yeah, yep. yep. So, uh, that had just happened. It was crazy because some of the recruits on that one end did when I was at the early in October when they were able to come. So, Coach Almation had come, um, um Thomas Marshall, who was the recruit at UVA, and so, uh, it was you know, it, it, but I couldn't imagine now how kids are because now. And this is what's so crazy. the uh, Some of these high schools and ESPN has just made the whole recruiting process a business now. Also. Oh, yeah. It's pure business. So everything you everything is, you know, and, and that's the, when you look at, and this is the one thing that I feel that right now, especially with how college football is going now, now with it being able to, you know, sell your likeness right, or however that works. Yeah, I don't know how any of that works. Yeah. And so, only thing that I can see, what, and first, my first idea was okay, well, what you needed to do is you you should have, because this is going to help everything, is that you create an annuity, and then if you graduate, you get it. Mm. So, and then you get enough money, some type of stipend, because they already give some type of stipend. Um, because really what, what it hurts is a lot of kids who want to live off campus because then you don't get all the other pieces that go with, with the scholarship. It's a little decompartmentalized. And so, um, now, um, with, um, being able to do, do your likeness or, you know, make money outside of it, um, is if they would have done that now you have kids that would, you know, now I get a bonus when I graduate. Right. So, or if you get you get drafted, now that money goes back in the pot. Uh, okay. Um, so you know, uh, and other pieces could tie into that because it makes no sense if I'm a smart kid and I'm able to you know use a computer very well, and someone can pay me and for the things that I do. Right. Um, and so, and because that's the other hard thing now is a lot of kids already making money in high school because of the stuff that they're doing on social media. Yeah. TikTok. Yeah. And so how do you, and that's one of the things that, and that, how are you going to manage that? So they, the, the colleges now need to hire somebody to help these kids manage that because it may not even be that because you could easily say, okay, well, <clears throat> instead of one office lineman, you do it as a unit. So that one office lineman making so much money. So does, you know, why not to spread it throughout right. all his line yeah. and so on and so forth, you know, but the problem is, um, there's a gymnast in Penn state that has a million followers. Oh my goodness. So it's not necessarily going to be the revenue sports right. that are going to be making, you know, all the, this, this money It's some of the other oddities yeah. in these programs that's we making a, you know a lot of money off of it. Things are crazy. We couldn't yeah. have anticipated this stuff. Oh we God, kids. at all. So, you know, those are the, you know, when you think about those other pieces, you know, it's just, it's, it's, you know, I couldn't imagine none of this because of, you know, when I came out, now you you as a kid, you have, you know, these high schools, they have fifty thousand followers mm. and trying to manage that or someone criticizing them and saying, oh, you suck. Yeah, and they're and they're
1: yeah, they're young. They don't know how to yeah. handle that stuff.
0: Yeah. So and then especially when you get to high school and, and this is a, the other bigger problem is you you're taught or some of these and I was fortunate that I never looked at you know sports as a vehicle to go. So I was you know everything it seemed like I just played my life you know, God has always blessed me to be able to just, I could take one day at a time, you know, one week at a time, one year at a time. Right. And so but some of these kids, they want to place that sport wherever it is from either inception or whenever the parents drive. it. Mm. Now you get to high school, it doesn't happen. Now what? Yeah. So and or you get to college and it doesn't happen. Now, I have a buddy and it's crazy. Cause he 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 realized um he realized his aha moment. Um his uh, just like I think a couple years ago. And he ended up um his last game, he played for Howard University football. Um, his last game, he was like he 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 walked home in his uniform mm. and laid on his bed. And is like, now what? Yeah. So it's a lot of kids, college, high school, college, and pro that they get cut, or that that last game. Now what? Yeah. Now what I doing? Because because they put, you know, a lot of people. Um, uh, they you know they put all their eggs in one basket. Yep. And and that's really if you want to be great at something, you have to. You don't a lot. Of, you have to go all yeah, in. Yeah. Great. Great people don't have a B plan. Right. They have an A plan. Um, and that's one of the things that now that you know I I preach, uh, with with my nonprofit is connecting the dots. You know the thing is not you know you may not at some point athleticism is going to stop, and when it stops, what are you going to do? Yeah. And a lot of times, what are you, you know is getting the kid to understand that you can still be in the profession. It's just not going to be on the platform that you thought it was going to be.
1: Yeah.
0: So you know, just you know, figuring out what they want to do, what they like, and then moving into those directions. But you know, it it, it is you know, high school and college football is so different now um in so many different ways and just from the standpoint of and especially Virginia Tech like uh after and but this is what's so crazy with us what Virginia Tech is that our program from mm. uh when I got there to my senior year when you think about uh national power we were right there because yeah. if it was we're the only tech program that went to two back-to-back BCS bowl games Mm. need really, in the grand scheme of things. Right. And so, uh, but then also what's so crazy in how quickly a program could change is you look at our my senior year, the freshman, the redshirt freshman and the freshmen were the national championship team. Yeah. Michael Vick and so, crew. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah. And so I, and that's what's crazy. I left and that's when Mike came in. So, but Corey Moore was a freshman, redshirt freshman. John Engelberg was a redshirt freshman. Mm-hmm. Um, Anthony Midget was there, uh, Ike Charlton, um, Andre Davis, Ricky Hall, uh, Andre Kendrick, Sean Steph, all those guys were on the team. Nick Sorensen, you know, Colin Hawkins, uh, Jared Ferguson, all those guys were all that, that, yeah, that. And it's crazy that it's that simple and that easy. You just got to get the right people. And so, and that's really, I think, now, um, Especially just, you know, with uh, college football, you know, how um, how a lot of times I think uh, because of, you know, a lot of your recruiting uh, platforms and a lot of the other, you know, I I think and I could be wrong, the due diligence of the coach to find the players. Is not as thorough as it used to be and, and partly because like we talked about earlier they're able to go to these seven or seven tournaments right but then also a lot of these kids uh are you know uh, um what's the word is entitlement
1: oh yeah they're entitled and, and so yeah so a lot
0: of these kids are thinking well should i get all this attendance so this is where it's supposed to be and so and then when they get to college they're this isn't it's pretty when, rude awakening. Yeah, this thing wouldn't thought it was. Yeah, and so and then you, that's why now the transfer portal is overloaded, and you see.
1: And, I don't understand that whole transfer portal thing.
0: Yeah, it's I it's, I don't get it, and I do get it, and I don't get it. Yeah, <laughs> um, and really, what the transfer portal has become, and I just realized this shoot just last week, it's become the new junior college.
1: Mm. Yep. Yeah.
0: We, because. Now you have these kids that are going in there and now, you know, either you've already recruited them and they've done well at this other organization, uh, or, you know, you have some kid, you, you kick some kids out or some kids get kicked out or they don't pan out. There we go. Yeah. And, and that's what a lot of your, um, your, your, and, and, and it's a, and it's this, and unfortunately some of the kids that are in high school, are are really losing out because of it as well, because now a college can say, well, I, I need two safeties. Hmm. I can go get two season safeties out of the, the portal. Yeah, well, every I don't year. even have to worry about recruiting high yeah. school kids every yeah. year. And so, and those are your, you know, your one double. Eight, well, now with the FCS schools, right? You know, they're able. To, Here you go. We'll just pick out of this. this. And then there's still two thousand kids that's in the portal waiting to go somewhere. And so. And so that's where I, I see that now. What you're going to see is a lot of these smaller programs, or and you're going to see these smaller programs now thrive because of their still their due diligence, you know, to a degree that they're going to, you know, because these other kids are have when to go. And so now you can see your HBCU schools, your you know your uh, smaller like your shipyard schools, the and the the uh, Christopher Newport's. And your those smaller programs you're gonna see these players just pop up,
1: yeah, Jamie, you've got kids in the NFL now. yeah that that wasn't true twenty years ago, yeah, 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 you so it's crazy. what's the name of your nonprofit
0: uh it's it's box sports group,
1: okay,
0: and real, and we had started it um it started actually in 1998. uh william henderson uh my cousin um, oh you're related to William. (laughs) Uh. and so and he you know he's done a great job at you know some of the things that he's done uh and he me and him we actually had started um what ended up becoming ox camp okay uh which uh you know use football as a platform to really help to teach character principles and kids and Over the years, that it's morphed to, you know, and then we we created the nonprofit box sports group, you know, to, you know, to tackle, you know, different things uh, like my mom's, you know, understanding kidney disease, uh, helping kids understand, you know, how, you know, to be leaders. Um, And then now really helping not only the youth, but to connect the dots. Just like we talked about a little bit, you know, because at some point sports is going to end. Right. And then what you, What are you going to do? And then same thing with, you know, when you go when you're finishing college, you know, you know, or even through because, you know, as, as you've seen, a lot of people, they go in with the idea of being in this profession and now you're coming out and you're in sales. Right. <laughs> right. So, yeah. you know, so, you know, some of my former uh, athletes and some of the kids that I've taught in the past and even individuals that I've run across and I'll, I'll say, what do you do? And I asked him and then I said, Well, have you done A, B, and C? You know, how are you going to get there? What are you what are you doing? And so and now I'm getting the understanding networking, getting the understanding of these other tools. And now, you know, moving being back here, I'm able to put my hands on my nonprofit. Me and Dion Fox <laughs> played at GMU. Yeah. yeah. Uh, went to Meadowbrook. We've um, joined together. We talked about it three years ago, that saying that we need to get the NFL alumni chapter started in Richmond. There because, isn't
1: one now Mm-mm,
0: it's not, and so but so, now two of you were starting it, yeah. And, and we we just got everything all squared, we were having uh on, and it's still it's gonna be uh first kickoff uh event, it's gonna be December 4th. Um, um, we were, we were shooting for November 20th, but I think it's gonna be on December 4th at the um Redskins um facility, okay. practice facility uh here in Richmond. So, and it's, oh, the one off the boulevard, yeah, yeah, and so. And because the NFL had teamed up with um, the CDC and we're basically um, we're just getting information out on COVID and all that stuff. And also having an opportunity for people who do want the shot to be able to take the shot as well. So um, and, you know, doing those things and then, you know, Jill uh, Cichow, um also um, this October 21st. Uh, her brother Scott had overdosed on opioids, mm. and so she, the last I think the last four years she had been just doing stuff trying to bring more awareness to you know that crisis. And it's and a stuff. crisis for yeah, sure. And so um, I'm, I'm I joined with her. To, we're on October 21st uh, at the golf club course out in um, oh man over by Clover Hill. I uh, forgot the name of it, It'll come to me in a second, but we're doing a tournament there where, you know, um, basically to bring awareness, raise some money to really help um, bring more attention to it and just continue to, to help those pieces. Um, so those are the things that I'm really doing with my nonprofit, trying to help the community, you know. Uh, tackle.
1: And helping young people. Yeah. And that's
0: the that's the biggest thing is, you know, just bringing light to them. And because this was so crazy, uh, this statistic um, in the city of Richmond, there are 60,000 students.
1: Like kindergarten through 12. Yeah.
0: Yeah. In Chesapeake County, there are 60,000 kids under the poverty level. So, and a lot of times you think about Chesapeake, you think, you know, just like Ryko, you think, you know, everything's going right. Everything's fine, yeah. And, but, you know, and I was one of those statistics when I was, when I was growing up. So, a lot of the things that I have um, really done, you know, with this nonprofit has really been to help the kid, like, not only myself, but also guide people who do have the means to. Because you never know, one of the things that really helped me growing up was, you know, I never, A, I never took it into granted, and I never really saw uh, something that I didn't have as a crutch. And so, you never know when someone is looking at you, oh man, I wish that was my father, I wish that was my mother, or likewise, brother or sister. So, it's all these kids are looking at, you you know, for someone to just guide them. And same thing with the youth. You know, uh, and, you know, it, it's 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 so disheartening. I had a um, a cousin of mine who passed away from uh, his he ended up taking himself out mm. uh, 2019. And so, uh, you know, to have a young person um, to do that because of, you know, whatever's going on with them from a mental health standpoint right and and then that's the one thing in the in really the, the people of color you know um they've never wanted that help they never thought well if i do that i'm looking at it as a cuckoo and so yeah. and so and then a lot and it and it really is it's only a certain group of people who really took on to that and so now you're seeing the onset of you know, being able to talk to somebody. You're seeing more people. Getting it's acceptable. Yeah. yeah. And so, and that's the that's the biggest thing is is getting people to understand, hey, it's okay to go to talk to somebody, you know, and talk about what's going on with you, you know, and the things that's not going right. Right. And so, uh, and sometimes, you know, you, you need that, that band-aid to pull off slowly so then you can talk to your spouse or you can talk to whoever it is that's in your life. So, you know, those are the things that, that really have connected um, you know me with my nonprofit is all different things of you know trying to help people to, to that's awesome man because yeah. you don't have to do that right you no don't. you know and that's the one thing you, know, you, you don't and so I, I'm, I'm wanting to hopefully get uh, in which I will get to the point where I'm able to do it full time yeah. where I'm able to put my hands on that. and then the same thing with everything else i have been so blessed you know, one day, I, when I finished, uh, I was actually in education for 13 years. Right. Uh, and I coached, uh, coached in college, George Southern, went over to NFL Europe. And that's where, you know, that's the one thing that sports, and, and, and it's crazy because sports does have it's so much of life. It brings people together too. Yeah. Brings them together, but then also the, the lessons that it teaches you, yeah. you know, how to deal with people, how to handle people, how to handle with, uh, you know, regret, how to deal with success. So it's all those pieces and I've had all of them. <laughs> and so, um, you know, I've been able to travel the world because of sports, went to Japan, we when it was with um, the Falcons. We played a game in Tokyo. Oh, really? That's yeah, cool. So, oh man, but it's so you know, you know, you're so short lived. Mm-hmm. You go there and you're practicing, but then also you get adjusted to the time. And then right. next thing you know, you're coming back. So hopefully, uh, um, I'll get a chance to, to visit, and which I will, uh, we'll will visit. You know, eventually next, uh, I guess probably, soon, as stuff sort of kind of calm down. Yeah, <laughs> with everything, because that's been it was it seemed like what 2020 was just a blur.
1: Blur, just a, just not a great year. Yeah.
0: And, you know, but like I said, sports, I've, you know, because of that, I went to France, Italy, you know, I coached over in Germany and all those places and and just been able to travel, you know, all through the States. And so and, and it's it's really due to, to, to sports and what it really you know, has brought to the table. And that's one thing with the things that I do and helping people trying to give them the opportunity to you know, those pieces right. and, um, you know, what they could have through these, um, through those vehicles. So, um, but yeah, it, it, it's, it's been, it's been
1: crazy. I got two more things for you before we close. Mm-hmm. So thing one is talk to me about your, uh, your wife and your daughters.
0: Oh man, the love of my lives. You know, uh, it was crazy. Um, I met my um, my wife uh, 11 years ago uh, and, you know, and it was, it was crazy because we it, it, it initially, you know, it met it through, um, a cousin of mine and, uh, and, and didn't know her, you know, and all those things. And then she ended up moving out to, um, to Arizona. Uh, and then I was trying to, I was reaching out to connect to her, you know, cause I had a buddy, uh, Sean Sweda who played with Arizona state and I knew she was, um, she was, a, she was, um, an entrepreneur. Mm. So I wanted to, uh, and same thing. I'm all, I'd always been trying to connect the dots with people. And so ended up, uh, reached out to her to connect, uh, with him and some of the people that he knew out there that help her. And, um, and then I talked to her on the phone and then we talked, it was like everything just clicked. It was yeah. like a puzzle piece. Boom. And then ever since that time, we've talked every day since. Wow. Yeah. And so, um, and, um. You know, she, you know, she's been just amazing as you know this this past couple, this past couple of years since we moved up here because she had to take on the role. She had started a uh, a baking business when it was in Georgia. She does these. I have to get you some. Okay. Whoopee. Yeah, yeah. She does whoopie pies. You know, all assorted flavors, and then she was able to to cater to big game. Oh, wow. Yeah, can't say the other word.
1: <laughs>
0: but it's, and it's so crazy because she was able to take advantage of that and have the opportunity and when she got the opportunity it was like and this was like, whenever the, um, that game comes to the city there's a, they try to you know, really utilize everything that's in the city. So, at that time, Atlanta, you know, they're known for different food drinks. Well, they ended up having like 400 entries, but then it's 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 broken down into 100 entries, and then those 100 individuals they have to come just like when like uh like uh what's a TV show uh, where you have to cook stuff yeah, and then yeah, the yeah. judges. And so she went. She made like three of her different uh, whoopie pies, and um, they ended up choosing the hardest one to make uh and it was the chocolate ganache Mm. and so and the reason why it's so hard is because when you make the ganache you have to you warm it up um and then you have to cool it down slow well we had to make 1500 whoopie pies in 72 hours that's a lot yes and so we had to speed up the process of that ganache so Mm. the first shoot 200 were where they were supposed to be, but now your time is in essence. And so we're trying to like do this stuff and I'm, and I'm not the best
1: you're, at you're that doing what cramped. you can. Yeah.
0: And so we're trying to, you know, get that. And then her brother comes over and he helps us. But you no, know, she has that, but she still can't put, she wouldn't even put that on her resume. So we end up, um, um, uh, we decide to um, um, in 20, was it 2016 well, well my mom passed away in 2016 and then 2019 we decided to let's move back to virginia and so just because of the opportunity and then you know i um i ended up um i hadn't thought about getting into the mortgage world and then she was thinking about when we come up here you know we can do the business da, 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 and they'll grow that and then you know um joe dunn uh he ended up Say hey, because he does the uh, he he's, he does the conjunction with um, uh, what's the green? Oh man, uh, Daryl Green. Yeah, yeah. Term, with his uh, with his nonprofit helping kids in education, those pieces, and he does a fundraiser here, um, to help um help him raise money, and he's been doing that for like twelve years here. Okay. And so, but he had said, "Hey, ever thought about getting into the business?" So I said, oh, "Not really." So then. Um, Mom passed, thought about it more, and then, you know, I jumped into it, and, um, we moved up, then COVID happened. Yeah. So, you know, she has to become now mom and teacher. So, and she was doing well. Like with, a lot of parents do. Yes. Yeah. And so, she ends up, you know, putting, you know, baking business on the back burner, and, um... And then you know now we're just you know we're doing a couple of different things now. You know one of the things is uh, you know uh, we was uh, we talked about Jim Davis, and um, we've we've really um, he has he ended up playing at Virginia Tech with Tallon Springs went to after he played in the NFL went to the finance world and then realized man I want to help you know you know you know the, the people in my community to understand this this. Uh, us better. So, um, you know, one of the things that she's done, she's sort of teamed up with them um, to do, to really help, um, you know, the community understand uh, how to diversify your income. So she's taken on that and she's, you know, some of the, the platforms that, We've used uh, that she's doing, and you know, the concept of understanding trade, training, trading and all that stuff and understanding that piece. And, you know, I'm still doing what I'm doing. But then also uh, because of the things, you know, now building my nonprofit, you know, and um, the group that I'm working with is is with Kelvin Oliver. It's core mortgage. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's you know, and he's been a blessing to me because my learning curve in uh, in the mortgage war has really, you know, amplified itself in over a couple of years, but in the same breath is one of the things that is stressful. Yeah. <laughs> and so and I'm not able and, and the thing is is that my my role with him is is is, is probably going to change a little bit, uh, because of the fact that it's you knows some things affect your health as well. So right. you know, I, I um, it's more or less now I'm um, I'm concentrating a lot more on moving my nonprofit, you know working with um, uh, Jim's business and he calls it two team two weeks notice. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> a good day <laughs> yeah. and so you know it, it it's and it, it's been wonderful because you know you're it's everything that I wanted to do and continuing to do, you know, helping the community, helping people grow, understand information that they didn't know about. And then also, you know, just, you know, watch my kids grow. And that's the one thing now with the kids is that there's both of my girls my love my life. My mom jinxed me. She said, you're only going to have girls. Why did she say that? Because we don't have any girls in our family. <laughs> 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 this is so crazy. It's like I said, I'm one of 42 first cousins. And we're there's only, from the first cousins, um, that's only on... There's, out of 42, there's four out of first cousins, there's three. as three girls out of the first cousins. On my mom's side, and then on the boy, on my dad's side, there's only three as well. Mm. So there's not a lot of girls. And right. then out of the grandkids, um, my it the boys had girls and the girls had boys. Okay. Well, so, um, but my brother, my brother ended up having, he had, he has three, three sons and um, my girls are the only girls in it. In that age rate, so it's it's, it's crazy. It, <laughs> it is crazy, and they're just. You talking about energetic and this high energy. And then my brother said, "See, see how they how much energy they got? But times that by that 10 <laughs> <laughs> So, and that's the one thing. Like uh, my wife thinks that i was just this bad. No, I wasn't a bad kid. I was just had a lot of energy, and but and this was so crazy. After my after first grade, because I stayed sick, I was preemie, stayed sick, right. and all that stuff. I never missed a day of school. Oh. From I think from second grade all the way until I'm graduating. Is because of mom? Combination. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, she uh she really you know and I always one of the things that I because I actually I, I spoke at her um at her funeral, I did her eulogy. And um and that's the one thing that that I'd say that be an imprint on people. You know, everyone they they do something in their life. And you know, try to you know, to make a imprint and change people and help people to to learn and love and and just want to help each other. So yeah, cool. you know, it's, it's, it's too much craziness not to you know want to. You got to have a lot of that in the world. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. What,
1: what's your wife's name? Amelie. And what is your uh, what are your daughters' names? Uh, it's Ivy and Willow. Okay,
0: Yes. And this is and this is both of them like uh, Willow. She's gonna be some type of singer uh she and she's a she's she's athletic cuz her older s- sister is right you know she you know usually the the second one is always Following doing the it, first one yeah but when it comes to singing it's totally different it's so crazy we were um they were filming each other singing and then they were playing it back and then Ivy goes that's not me singing because uh, she had yeah. never heard her recorded yeah. voice before and she's not the best of singers <laughs> and so you know she was like no that's not me well i'm gonna sing anyway i don't care good for her and so yeah so uh but she um like she's quite the athlete and academic she's you know she's like her mom she's very um detail oriented in a lot of things that she does but uh she ended up uh, this past year was the first time you know and that's the one thing is I try to do with them is introduce them to as many things as I can like they can swim like fish and I'm I'm not a, if I if I get dropped in a lake I may be able to survive but yeah. I'm not you know I almost drowned when I was little I ended up uh, we were jumping into Swift Creek mm. off uh, one of my, my my best friend growing up he uh, had his, his grandmothers they had a tree that went over the river yeah. so we'd jump in swim back you know but on the other side there's a pier a lot deeper so i jump in that time the water sends me over i start swimming back i step i go under and i panic yeah and so and then and, and the good thing and still it's like god has always been you know with me in different there's so many scenarios and like one of his cousins was trying jill jill was trying to help me and I, and she was little. And so and I pushed her away instead of pulling her down. Because you were panicking. Yeah. And so, and and, and and in essence, but I also had the wherewithal to not. Not pull her down. Yeah. And yeah. so, and then um, their mom jumped in, got me out. And then I was like. Good oh. thing mom was there. Yeah. So, you know, that happened. And um, so, but they, we, and that was one of the things my wife wanted to make sure that they could do was swim. And initially, you know, um. When we got them to swim, you know, it was just so to make sure that they could, you know. And then um, their trainer, uh, what is her name? It, but anyway, she swam at South Carolina, her mom, uh, McVeigh. Uh, actually, her brother is Hunter McVeigh, that's the baseball player at BCU. Oh, okay. That, that, and I can't think of her first name, but. She ended up. She swam at. Uh, it'll come to me later. Uh, she swam at South Carolina and actually uh, swam in the, uh, in the in trials, so she was training them. And then I was. She was like, "We're going to start training her, you know, because she was she could swim perfectly and she had and she said she had a kick all the stuff. So she's actually very. Um, Proficient in swimming, and she like, might be in the Olympics someday. Yeah. And this, this is so crazy that she says because she said that, "Daddy, uh, I'm going to be the first um, girl to um, run track in Olympics, play soccer in Olympics, and swim in the Olympics." And so I was like, "All right, <laughs> if that's your goal." And you
1: know, she you know. she might have to focus on water. <laughs> yeah, <stuff I> know, <laughs> at some point.
0: So, but you know, but we were you know we had it in gymnastics, like this everything. And so it's 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 pretty interesting. This watching, you know, um, you no know, kids just blossom and as athletes and grow and just understand different things and, you know, but they're so different in oh, so many man. ways. <laughs> yeah, Like uh, my old, we was um, in the car one day, we were getting the, the car washed and uh, we was like, um uh, girls, what does this remind you of? You know, and Ivy, she says, um, oh, it's it's, it's it reminds you of, you know, is a weather pattern when the cold weather front comes and you know, and it creates, you know, you know, she was using, she was thinking it from a book sense. And, yeah, yeah. And then Willow goes, snow. It reminds us of snow. <laughs> Willow straight to the <laughs> <Yeah>. point.
1: <laughs> and, and that's
0: how they are. Like I was going to give you a, you know, educational, uh, you know, doctoral, you know, answer to it where Willow's like, oh, no. I, I, I'm more like Willow. <laughs> You know, so yeah they you know they're they're great and um you know and um and this is you know just with my family dynamic like um, the and just athletes in general in our family like uh we've had and it was so crazy is that and this is what's so crazy about our family too out of the 42 um there is only six of us the first cousin to have uh i think a college degree mm. and out of the, out of the six there's only Two of us has, uh three of us have a master's and one that has a Ph.D. And uh, and it's crazy, you know, when you look at, you know, um, just, you know, just life in general uh, and how it that, that works out. And um, but my brother is the best athlete that I know um, that I've ever seen. Wow. Yeah, and so and you no know, and, and he was a person who took on a lot of responsibilities. You know, we was young to to help us as a family. And so um, uh, you know, and that's the crazy now we live on the same property together. That's cool. And um so uh, being able to see him every day is, you know, is, 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 is awesome.
1: Uh, that is awesome. So yeah. All right, last topic. Mm-hmm. Um you're a late night talk show host. It's mm-hmm. your it's your show. Mm-hmm. It's first night. You want it to be big. You get a female guest, a male guest, and a musical group. Okay, Th- these guests can be alive or dead. This is kind of like a, a dream world kind of mm-hmm. thing. It can be for your entertainment. It can be for your fulfillment. It can uh, be for the world's fulfillment yeah. or their entertainment. Who are your three guests? Huh. Oh, the um,
0: the male guest would probably be. Um, let me see, Muhammad Ali. Mm. Yeah, uh, just, you know, you know, he was such a prolific um, person, person you know, is right Yeah, And so when you think about all the things that he did, especially in the black community and what he spoke on, the things. Yeah, he did, you know, you know, uh, was radical towards. But when you look at the things that he spoke on, you know, he was straight to the point and he knew, you know, really, you know, and he was a very intelligent person. In, in in the way that he did things, and you know, just you know, um, getting to understand you know his mindset and the thoughts, and then you know the different things that allowed him to be successful in such a you know a, a, a turbulent time. Right. Uh, and so um, you know, so those you know, so he probably be my the male, and then he was such a
1: you so know, he was a, a char- he, he was a character yeah. too. And so and and then the, the female guest. Back on Muhammad Ali, he was courageous, like otherworldly kind of Oh, gosh, yeah. And uh, amazingly thoughtful. Yeah. And, and,
0: and absolutely, you, you didn't, he was always thinking ahead. Right. Not right now. Everything that he could affect, you know, what he was doing at the time, he knew was going to affect everything else that was yeah. around. And and he knew the cost, that, it, and, and it did cost him as well in his career. Right. But um it's one of those things where you're just like, you know, man, uh, and I guess also another that I would be my second would be third grade Marshall. Yeah. You know, so it, you know, those those people you just you know, you just want that knowledge and understanding what were you thinking how, you know, do you get through those those pieces. Um and then um uh, female, uh oh man, is it is my own Angela. Okay. You know, uh she was uh, I was I was taught um by um Nikki Giovanni at Virginia Tech. And so, you know, and then she she talked she was friends with my and she was Nicki Giovanni, she was uh, one of the last individuals of the Harlem Renaissance. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, you know, again another this this information and then this, you know, plethora of just knowledge. Uh and so and then my my, my side you no, know, next uh, in line would be would have been holly berry
1: <laughs> just <laughs> personal personal you know that's your uh, understanding yeah, yeah, but yeah.
0: nonetheless you know uh it's you know it, uh, and then from uh, musical uh i guess it would be um uh oh, blue eyes okay uh and just i was I'm such a big you know um you know jazz you know big band uh just musical you know just i love that 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 brand and and just how that um um that music just sets you up you know and so you know like, you know you think about tony Bennett, you think about you know you know ray charles you think about all those it's it's just beautiful music and and now like i you know it's oh man it's like it's a hot mess right now like, <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I, I gravitate to music from uh, decades ago. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. Sure. yeah. Well, I, th- I think uh, you get a lot of people checking out your uh, late night show with that lineup. Yes, I, I think. So it's that's quite the lineup.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it, and, it, and it's it's so crazy, you know, you think about just, you know, entertainment now and where it is and where it was and, you know, and, and now just, it's it's so, it's so PC now. You know, and and it's, it's, yeah, in some ways it's good. And then in a lot of ways it's just, you know, it's unfortunate. Um, And, but, you know, who, you know, the the bigger thing is that, you know, uh, is being able to understand where a person's coming from and understanding, is it malicious or is it from a place of, you know, just trying to be jovial? Right. And so and unfortunate a lot of things that has happened over the course of whatever has
1: been both. Right. Um, but uh but yeah. Um, I I would be, I think I've messed up if I should have mentioned this at the very beginning. Uh-huh. You and I have uh, indirect connections through the Waller side because mm-hmm. your family has a, a tire place that I've had my tire changed <laughs> twenty of times over, over in Chester. And then I I knew your uh, one of your cousins growing up, mm-hmm. uh, and we worked together at a, at a company here in town. Andrea, yeah. Oxendon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I hope and, Andrea listens to this. And it's so crazy
0: how small the world is. Yeah, it's really uh, small. And um, it's like um, you. You just don't know because this was crazy when I was in x f l uh one of my um um one of the girls they used to, Latoya French um her and lauren McClendon, which is troy Mann's wife uh, who coaches at uh, l c bird and where uh two of my cousins uh is the principal in head basketball Chevette wall who played at VCU hall so yeah um but um Latoya her cousin when I was playing and I I played in XFL just you know just one thing I mean I played the Falcons and went to Super Bowl and that's my my sports career has been so crazy and just filled with success right um and just jumping into that real quick because when I think about my high school Vic Williams who's one of the greater coaches in Virginia uh then I get coached by Coach Beamer um and then uh, when I'm drafted, I get coached by Dan Reeves. All right. Um, and then I go to Detroit and Bobby Ross,
1: who's here in town. Yeah.
0: yeah. And then I uh, and that was short lived. <laughs> then uh, I go uh, play in XFL, Al Luganville.
1: Mm.
0: Um, and 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 then when I um, and so in both oh, in with Atlanta Falcons and obviously with Virginia Tech. Uh, we go to two BCS Bowls um, and then go to Super Bowl my rookie year. And then the XFL, we end up playing for the million dollar game. Um, and then um, when I come out and I get into coaching, I go back. Uh, and actually, it started off when I was getting my master's, was working in the weight room. And so I was there with, um, who was there? Uh, Brian Randall, uh, his his tenure. And we did, and they had success during that time. And then I went to coaching. Um, and um, uh, what is the coach? Um, the coach that I had, that I was coaching under at Duluth. He was one of the greatest coaches at Orange County. And it'll come to me in all a while. And then, but also in Duluth, that program, he changed that program. And then I went to George Southern. Great tradition. We win. And then I go over to NFL Europe, and we don't win, though. No but it's still that that path of just being around successful people and i've been very fortunate you know even down into the weight strength and condition um mike gentry al miller uh both great uh individuals in you know all those worlds and i've been fortunate to be around people of more fiber character and wanting to make sure that you know it, it was um it was the team before me in every you know concept of their fiber, and you know, and and I, I've just been fortunate, you know, for 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 so many reasons, so many and and so many, and that's and that's really how it seems like, you know, you know, my family has been in a lot of the things that we've you know, you look at everybody, you know, they've always tried to help people, and you know, and and it's it's just, it's, it's been inbred in me.
1: Yeah, that's that's awesome. So uh, you know, it's you know, you're lucky to have gr- grown up in a family that lived in the big house. And yes, you, you were. You you've had an amazing ride so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still got a long ways to go. Very cool, but, Ken. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. I really do appreciate it. Okay. Hope, oh, hope you had a good time. Oh man, it's it's, it's 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 awesome.
0: It was awesome to be here. Thank you so much. Very cool. If you enjoy this episode, please subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts. We'd also really appreciate if you'd rate and review us. You can find us at scodopodcast.com.